Where do I want to be financially, physically, with my career, with my hobbies, my love life, my spiritual path? Where do I want to be? This whole show, of course, every Saturday is very similar to this, but this whole show is dedicated, devoted to helping you getting really focused about what you want to start doing now differently to get 2013 off to a great start and to accomplish your biggest goals. Of course, we're listening to right now on XM Satellite Radio 168 for your friends and family members that may not yet have XM Radio. Tell them to tune into us online for free at talkdavid.com, and I'll give you information about our text club that people can join, and they can listen on their smartphones, iPhones, Androids, to the whole show every Saturday, absolutely free. I'll give you that information later on in the program. 1-800, if you have a question about what's going on in your life, if you have a question about how do I get from where I am to where I want to be financially with my body, with my career, with my love life, releasing an addiction, if you want 2013 to rock and roll and we can help you, call us 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. Give us a ring. We are here for you every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Text us at 941-266-7676-941-266-7676. And we'll, a little, little later on, uh, we'll be getting to some of your, your emails and your texts about all this kind of stuff that's been going on recently with, with you guys trying to accomplish your goals. And we are here to help you do that. We broadcast live out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California. To the 12 million XM subscribers and the millions more listening to us at talkdavid.com. We are awaiting right now a call from the jungle somewhere in the world. Dr. Joe Dispenza is going to be trying to get on with us. He's calling from a jungle and we're having a hard time getting a connection. I don't know what jungle he's in, but this guy rocks. I love his work. I've followed him for a very, very long time, and hopefully we'll get Dr. Joe to, to, to link up with us, some kind of satellite phone. I don't know where he's calling from, but it, it's going to be fascinating to get him on the air because his brand-new book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, is about changing your mind to change your life for 2013. Excited about that. 1-800-743-8000. Um, here's a, 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 an email that came in. I'm a 55-year-old serious tennis player. Uh, is it possible to force ourselves into the zone? I experience it sometimes but want it more. That's a great question. Like, what he's talking about is getting into flow, the zone. When time passes, you can't believe in tennis, you can't believe that you've done that well, you've played that well, that the match is over. It's like time passes so quickly. And you know what it's like outside of a sport. Maybe you're, you're, you're building a puzzle or a sandcastle or you're playing with your kids and you can't believe that 45 minutes, an hour, two or three hours have gone by. Maybe you're fishing. Maybe you're hunting. Maybe you're doing something that just rocks your world. And one of the things, if, if, if you want to learn more about how to get into flow, pick up the book Flow, F-L-O-W. And and just go ahead and Google it. There's only one book I've ever seen called Flow. And the guy, I cannot remember his name. It's a really long, I think it's a Russian name, really, really long name. But anyway, he gives you some ideas. But here's some more. Number one, meditate. When your brain is calm on a daily basis, when you meditate on a regular basis, the brain slows down. It calms down. It allows you to be clear of thought, which is one of the things necessary to go into flow. Number two, visualize. 
See every day whatever it is that you want to do. In your case, playing tennis. See yourself playing at 100%. See it with emotion. Experience it with emotion. And then the last thing to help you get into flow is your self-talk. Like bringing into your mindset, using the words I am, thoughts that you want to create during the match. You know, I am in flow would be very, very easy. You know, the game is effortless for me. Every every um, match is mine. Continue to create the self-talk to bring yourself to where you really want to be in life in order to create that flow mentality. Here's another one. Does, uh, does prayer actually work in healing? If you say yes, David, is it because your beliefs are all about this, or are there facts? As a matter of fact, a buddy of mine that we've had on multiple times, Dr. Larry Dossie, wrote a book a number of years ago that I still highly recommend, Prayer is Good Medicine. Highly recommend it, where they, where they prove through double-blind, placebo-controlled studies that prayer is effective in healing, in changing mindset, and so much more. And and if you want, so that there's your answer, okay? This isn't just David Essel saying, I believe in prayer, and so you believe in it too. I understand where you're coming from. Uh, Larry Dossie talks about studies, double-blind, placebo-controlled studies that were done proving the power of prayer. And then also go to YouTube and Google my name, David Essel slash St. Leo's Abbey. And, and on there, I talk about a personal healing that happened for me in prayer while I was at a monastery. It's amazing. I came out of there not having to have surgery when I was set up to have surgery two weeks later. Prayer works. 1-800-548-8255. I can't believe it. We have Dr. Joe Dispenza on with us from some jungle somewhere in the world. We'll find out where he is. The newest book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, How to Lose Your Mind, and create a new one. Dr. Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you, David. I'm happy to be with you. Yeah. Now, where are you calling from? <laughs> I am in central Mexico in the tropics, in the jungle. Oh, my God. And are you there for an event, or is it, is it, is it a getaway for yourself? What's going on, Joe? Uh, well, at the end of every year, it's the time for me to retreat from my life and look at the things that... Uh, I've accomplished and uh, give gratitude for uh, the blessings in my life and then decide what the next year is going to be like and take some time and create it. Wow. Hey, thank you for taking some space out of your retreat for us. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this is great. Now, I I have followed you for a number of years, and and how I found out about you was from the very popular movie-slash-documentary-slash-DVD that you did, What the Bleep Do We Know?, which was incredible, Joe. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I love that. Now, where did you where did you start off in this whole thing about the, the, the mind and the power of us? As in your new book, you say, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, that's about a mind game. Where did this come to you? How did this come into your life? Oh, I was in a triathlon in 1986 and got run over by a truck uh, and broke six vertebrae in my spine and was never supposed to walk again, and I faced a very critical moment where I had to decide to have, uh, you know, a very radical surgery or if I was going to forego the surgery and work on the process of healing myself. And uh, I chose the latter, and it was a turning point in my life. And I think in order to wake up, you need a wake-up call, and and that was my wake-up call. 
What was the what were the steps, Joe, that you took to heal six broken vertebrae in your back versus surgery? Like if someone's listening right now, we always say get medical advice. And after you do that, listen to what Dr. Joe has to say. What's what steps would someone take to begin that healing process with their mind? Well, it's not an easy process because uh, I think one of the things I first realized in that moment was how unfocused my mind really was. I mean, uh, when you're facing uh, paralysis and you're facing a diagnosis and a prognosis that is conventional, um, it's difficult to focus on what you want instead of what you don't want. And uh, I think that um, after several years of studying this and studying spontaneous remissions from disease, uh, there are some core principles that people will begin to understand that make total sense to them. And, and the first one is, a, is that there's a spiritual intelligence that lives within us, not outside of us, but within us. And that it's that intelligence that's keeping a heart beating. You know, our heart beats over two gallons of blood a minute, over uh, uh, 200 gallons of blood per minute, 100,000 uh, times in one day through 60,000 miles of blood vessels. And there's an intelligence that's giving us life, and that if we have the faculties and the awareness to begin to make contact with it and give it an intention or a plan and give it some orders and then surrender that that um, design to a greater mind, it will begin to do the healing for us. And when I studied spontaneous remissions, that was the, mo the most common thing we saw with people. The other thing that's highly, highly important is that you can't create a new future holding on to emotions of the past and the true process of change requires then breaking some habit of the old self and then reinventing a new self and so it takes a little practice to begin to construct what you want and there is an effect that takes place neurologically in your brain you begin to install the neurological circuits through meditation or visualization that becomes the very platform of your destiny so we saw these uh, things with uh, spontaneous remissions, and I, I had this similar experience myself. Yeah. When Do you remember the orders that, that you gave to the spiritual intelligence within inside you? Do you remember what, what type of words or statements that you were making to begin that healing process? Well, I, the first thing I decided was that I wasn't going to let any thought slip by that I didn't want to experience. That was the first choice I made. Hmm. And the second choice I made was, well, I wasn't going anywhere. I was laying face down. I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't living my normal life. As a matter of fact, I, I, I no longer had the environment, my typical life, my typical reality of reminding me who I was. So at that particular point, I started to relax my body and relax my mind and begin to reconstruct every single vertebrae in my spine and rebuild it, and, and uh, it took me hours in the beginning because every time my mind wandered to some extraneous thought, I would stop and start all over again and begin mm. from the beginning again because I didn't want to have a uh, picture that was less than the exact picture that I wanted. And after a couple weeks, uh, it started taking me less and less time. And then when I got to the point where I can do it, I could do it in a shorter amount of time, I started to think about what it would be like to watch a sunset again and, and sit up and eat uh, lunch with my friends or use a shower, certain things that I couldn't do. And I didn't know it at the time, but as I was beginning to think about and imagine these potentials, I began to emotionally embrace 
the experience ahead of the actual experience. And the body is the unconscious mind does not know the difference between an actual experience that produces an emotion and an emotion right. that you can create by thought alone. To the body, it's exactly the same. So when you take a very clear intention and you marry it with an elevated emotion, you begin to rewrite matter. You begin to affect uh, hmm. physical particles. And I started to notice that when I did that, I started to feel better. And the moment I started to notice changes in my body, in my external world, I started paying attention more to what I was doing in my internal world, and I kept doing it. And that kind of led me uh, right out of the, uh, uh, the condition. Yeah. Dr. Joe, you said something interesting. You said in the beginning it was a lot of work. And and when when we're looking at changing beliefs that don't work, if people are listening to us right now and they're struggling with money or they're struggling with weight or relationship or their spiritual path or an addiction, a lot of times I think there are some people that are doing similar work that, that say that this work should be effortless. But I'm hearing what you're saying is in the beginning it may not be effortless to change these thoughts, correct? Well, it absolutely isn't because those thoughts have an emotional component to them, and those emotions are usually very addictive. And if you can't think greater than how you feel, or feelings become the means of thinking, and emotions are a record of past experiences, then for the most part, people are thinking in the past. So then when, when we have to make this change, we have to step out of the familiar self and before we actually cross the river of change to the new self, there's a void of nothing. And that void of nothing is the neurological and the biological and the epigenetic death of the old self. There is literally a reconstruction of cellular matter going on in that moment. And because it's unfamiliar and because it's uncomfortable and because it doesn't reaffirm the emotion that we're addicted to, most people return back to the familiar feelings and that's right. why they find it hard to change. However, right, people right don't on. understand that, that 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 discomfort is just they can't predict their, their own pain or they can't predict their own victimization or their own guilt. And they understand that they're breaking out of the old self and they learn to realize that, that that place, that unknown, is the perfect place to create from. They'll cross the river of change and actually re- recreate and reinvent the new self. We're talking to Dr. Joe Dispenza, author of the brand new book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, How to Lose Your Mind and Create a New One, exactly what he did in his own self-healing a number of years ago. Dr. Joe, we have to go to a quick break. We'll ask you to hang there. We'll come back as we talk with Dr. Joe from the jungles of Central Mexico, and we appreciate his willingness to take a break out of his retreat to share his wisdom and knowledge with us. Uh, More information on his work, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, go to drjoedispenza.com, drjoedispenza.com. David Essel Alive, celebrating 21 years, positive talk radio across these great United States of America. Visit us at talkdavid.com, 1-800-548-548. 8255. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. Go! 
Broadcasting live across the United States of America, as well as the world at TalkDavid.com. Of course, XM Satellite Radio 168 is where many of you are hearing us right now. Uh, every weekend out of Studio E in Los Angeles, California, 1-800-548-8255. My guest, Dr. Joe Dispenza, the uh, best-selling author of the book Evolve Your Brain and his newest book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, How to Lose Your Mind and Create a New One. Dr. Joe, how long would it take someone that was looking to break the habit of being themselves, how long would it take for them to go from someone who was living somewhat unconsciously, not aware of all the negative thoughts and the judgments that are going into their brain, into being aware and then moving into a period of healing once they start to apply these principles that you're sharing? Well, you know, we, we looked into this, David, and we, we did the research behind it, and we found that this idea that it takes 21 days to break a habit really isn't exactly true. It really depends on what the person's changing, uh, how addicted they are to cer- uh, certain emotions or to something in their life, what their attention span is like, how often they're doing it, how often they're putting time in to change. There's just too many variables, but I can tell you from... What we've found in uh, the work that we've done is that we've seen people make up their mind and make instantaneous changes almost momentarily, and we've seen mm. people take uh, you know, a gradual progression of change over the course of several months. So what we do know is that it's fundamentally possible, and it really is up to the person's passion and their will to really make, make up their mind to do it. So if if someone decides, because we're, we're at 2013, Dr. Joe, we're looking at in a couple days this new year, people making all these different types of New Year's resolutions, et cetera. It, 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 could it be safe? And we've got about less than a minute, and we're going to go to another break. We're going to come back. I'm so glad that you can hang in there with us. Would it be safe to say that depending on the amount of passion someone brings into this change, it could happen quicker? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We've seen people heal themselves of disease when they made up their mind with such firm intention that the decision was an experience that carried an energy or an amplitude of emotion that began to rewrite the genetic program in a matter of moments. We've seen that happen. And so if you're sitting listening and you're going, okay, I've been carrying this extra weight for 25 years, this addiction for this amount of time, I've been struggling with money for 30 years, listen to what Dr. Joe says. And when we come back from this break, what I'm going to be asking Dr. Joe is I'm going to bring up specific instances like money and addictions and weight, and we'll get his take on what that person might want to start rewiring the thought process to let go of old habits that haven't served them for years and to institute this new thought process that he discusses in the book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. For more information on Dr. Joe, he is coming back. Go to drjoedispenza.com. Broadcasting out of studio in Los Angeles and having Dr. Joe with us from the jungles of Central Mexico, 1-800-548-8255. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. David Essel Alive, America's Positive Radio Talk Show. Isn't that the goal that we have in Life Gang is to become that diamond? You know, we're, uh, we're so covered with, with, with roughness 
you know, the beliefs that we're not worthy, some of the great stuff that Dr. Joe Dispenza, my guest right now, has been sharing and helping people to overcome for a number of years. Now, ever since I saw his work in the DVD, the documentary, What the Bleep Do We Know, which I absolutely still highly love. But isn't it true we, we have this diamond that we need to be polishing? And in his work, that's what we're given is the tools to learn how to polish who we are to get what we want out of life. He is the best-selling author of the book, Evolve Your Brain. His newest book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, How to Lose Your Mind and Create a New One. Uh, Dr. Joe, I want to go through some examples that I know many of our listeners are probably looking at for 2013 so that you can give them feedback on on how to let go of the beliefs that aren't serving them in different areas of life and and how we can bring in these new thoughts. Like, what are these new thoughts that these, that, that our listeners should be looking to um, to utilize in order to do what you did, to totally transform their life. You did it physically. Maybe some of our listeners need to do it. And let's start with money. How is it that someone would that, that maybe right now is, is making enough to make ends meet or living a mediocre life, but they really want to be making a lot of money, living very comfortably, where is it that they should start? What should they let go of? What should they add? Okay, well, let's let's demystify this, because I think if we can demystify it, then everybody will get the idea that whether it's money or, or health, with, with wealth, it's abundance, it's health, it's freedom, it's uh, relationships, it really is the exact same concept. And the process of change always requires unlearning and relearning. It requires breaking the habit of the old self and reinventing a new self. It requires what we say in neuroscience, pruning synaptic connections, and sprouting new connections. It requires unmemorizing emotions that have been stored in the body and then reconditioning the body to a new mind and to a new emotion. It literally means letting go of the past and creating a new future. Now, the simple concept says this. Your personality creates your personal reality. That's it. And your personality is made up of how you think, how you act, and how you feel. So the present personality who's listening on this uh, radio show right now, the present personality has created their present personal reality called their life, which means if they want to create a new personal reality, then on a fundamental level, they have to look at the thoughts that they have been thinking that have been firing and wiring behind the scenes of their awareness and become conscious of those thoughts. I'll never mm. lose weight. I'll never fall in love. I'll never get the job I want. Those are just thoughts that are old circuits that are connected to the past. And then when they begin to examine the behaviors and the habits that they're demonstrating, and they become conscious of those unconscious processes, the fact that we can observe who we're being means we can modify our behaviors and do a better job in life. And And that means we have to break out of denial, don't we? Well, we literally have to say to ourselves now, in order for me to go to a new future, I can't bring my past with me. Right. Now, this is a key point because the same thoughts lead to the same choices. The same choices lead to the same behaviors. The same behaviors create the same experiences, and the same experiences produce the same emotions, and those same emotions inspire the same thoughts, and that's called an identity or a personality, which, by, which means then that if you begin to think new thoughts, and those new thoughts lead to new choices. Those new choices will lead to new behaviors. Those new behaviors will create new experiences. And those new experiences will begin to create new emotions that inspire new thoughts. So now, 
a person who's living in a state of unworthiness or living in a state of fear or living in a state of pain. Those are old emotions that are connected to past experiences. And those emotions are causing them to think equal to how they feel. And that cycle of thinking and feeling and feeling and thinking creates a very simple chemical state of continuity. Now, when you begin to change, you break that chemical state of continuity, and that discomfort then all of a sudden causes you to step out into the unknown. And as we said earlier, when you step out into that unknown, that discomfort, you can't predict who you're going to be any longer. But the mm -hmm. best way to cre uh, cre uh, predict your future is to create it, which means then when you begin to ask yourself, what would it be like to be wealthy? What would the action steps be? And you begin to become conscious of the old self, and then you begin to recreate a new self. And you took time out of your busy day every morning to sit down and, and become aware of who you no longer want to be and become aware of who you do want to be. In time, in a very short amount of time, you would not be making the same choices as you right. did the day before. And the greatest thing about change, the hardest part, is not making the same choices as you did the day before. Because the moment you start making a series of other choices, those other choices lead to other behaviors, and now you're beginning to make change a habit. I love it. I love it. Hey, Dr. Joe, we have a caller from South Carolina. Are you, are you up for taking a call? Sure. Okay, Daniel, South Carolina, you're on with David Essel and Dr. Joe Dispenza. Hello, uh, how are you, gentlemen? Um, Good. Doctor, I wanted to ask you a question uh, with regards to what your research and experience has been uh, as far as aligning itself with the law of attraction. And I'll just hang up and uh, listen to your answer on, on the radio. Thank you, Daniel. Ah, well, we can Thank talk you. for hours about this, but you can create uh, lead. You can create gold from lead. You have to be gold. You can create uh, health uh, from anything else than being health. And so most people say, listen, when my wealth comes or when my love of my life comes, then I'm going to give thanks and then I'll be happy. That's the old model of reality. That's the Newtonian model of reality of cause and effect. We wait for something outside of us to please us or to, to satisfy us, and then we give thanks. And the moment we feel differently inside of us, we pay attention to whoever or whatever caused that. And that event in and of itself is called a memory. It's the model of reality or the law of attraction to something completely different. It says, I'm going to give thanks ahead of the experience, and I'm going to convince my body emotionally that that future event is happening to me now. And when you change the way you think and feel, the way you think and feel creates a state of being. And when you change the way you think and the way you feel and you move into a state of gratitude ahead of the actual event, the emotional signature of gratitude means the event has already happened. Gratitude is the ultimate state of receivership. Now, instead of living by cause and effect, now you're causing an effect. But most people will say, who define reality by their senses are going to say, well, I can't give gratitude because it hasn't happened yet. That's right. To the materialist who's functioning by cause and effect, that's absolutely correct. But the magician or the quantum mind says it already happened because I've experienced it so many times that my brain looks like the event has already happened, and I've conditioned my body emotionally 
into believing that future event is already done. Mm. And now your brain and body are no longer a record of the past, but now, in fact, a map to the future. And to live by this law is to live by the quantum law. And the quantum law says your environment is an extension of your mind. And if you truly change your mind, there should be evidence in your life. That's the law. And it mm. should come in a way that you least expect. Why do we have to come in, why does it have to come in a way that we least expect? Because if you can expect it, it's nothing new. It has to surprise you. It has to catch you off guard. It has to rock your world so that it leaves no doubt that you are in a two-way relationship with this intelligence that's both within you and all around you. And when you notice the feedback in your life as a result of what you did inside of you, you'll keep doing it. And then that causes empowerment. And that is the natural state of being. And, and Dr. Joe, when we're talking about this whole law of attraction thing, is that we're not going to attract different type of partners than the ones we've attracted to the, in the past unless we first start with changing that mindset and expecting a different type of a person, correct? Because, let's talk about it from pure science, yeah. because your brain is still wired to be equal to your experiences of the past, and your body is still emotionally addicted to living by those same states. So then you, that state of being, neurologically and epigenetically, is only going to create the same conditions in your life. When you begin to think about and you begin to focus on and you begin to create a new future, your brain should literally fire in new sequences and new patterns and new combinations. And whenever you make your brain work differently, you're changing your mind because mind is the brain in action. And if you can remind yourself every day who you do want to be and what that future will be like, nerve cells that fire together, wire together. You're beginning to change your brain to look like the event has happened. And if your brain has physically changed to look like the experience has happened, hang on because the experience is going to find you. Right. Talk about talk about the concept of acting as if. You know, the person that 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 wants to attract wealth who starts paying attention to the clothes they're wearing and even if they can't afford new clothes has the ones that they do have highly pressed shoes shoes signed uh, shined every day. Talk about that acting as if. Well, <clears throat> there's two levels of acting as if. One level is called denial, and that is very very dangerous because that's the person who has no money uh, in their accounts and they're spending credit card uh, balances, or the person who is um, uh, diagnosed with a condition and they're afraid to get the necessary blood tests or necessary objective findings so that they understand where they're at. That, that's a very dangerous situation because they're, they're, they're not paying attention to what, is, what the reality is. And, 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 and so... There's a, there's a caveat to that. But let's just say that the person is really interested in understanding what it would be like to be wealthy. Well, the first step is to, is to learn, is to read. I mean, how many people have overcome un insurmountable conditions and created wealth? And when you right. begin to gain knowledge, either it's a how-to book or a book about a biography, autobiography of someone who's done something amazing, and you begin to read that information. Every time you learn something new, you're making a new synaptic connection in your brain. That's what learning is. Learning is forging new circuits. Remembering is maintaining and sustaining those connections, those circuits. So 
it's always important to gain knowledge because knowledge is the precursor to experience. And as you, the more knowledge you learn, the more raw materials you have to design a new destiny. Now, it's not enough, though, to just move into a state of being or think you're wealthy. It, it's also important to, when you move into a state of being, that you have to actually take the steps towards your destiny. That means, then, that if you're moving into a state of abundance and you feel wealthy, then you better start making the choices that's going to allow you to step into that. You have to demonstrate wealth in your life, which right. means you're no longer going to sit on the couch or no longer wait for wealth to come for you. You have to go towards it, and when you step towards it, it means you believe that it's happening. It's going to happen. If you don't step towards your destiny, then you actually doubt on a subconscious level that that's actually going to occur in your life. And and what you're saying that the person that wants to be wealth they have to get the, the the information the knowledge the education and then without yet having the end result come to them they have to put the action steps in on a daily basis which might be uncomfortable such as getting up in the morning and doing work when they'd rather be sleeping in etc. Correct? Exactly. My definition of a genius is being uncomfortable and being okay with it. <laughs> I like that. I like that. The name of the book, his his best-selling book, of course, Evolve Your Brain. We're talking with Dr. Joe Dispenza. And the new book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, How to Lose Your Mind and Create a New One. For more information on Dr. Joe Dispenza, visit his website at drjoedispenza.com, drjoedispenza.com. Uh, calling us from the jungles of central Mexico, which we once again want to appreciate and tell Dr. Joe how much it was, uh, it meant to us that he took the time. And I loved having you on, Dr. Joe. When you're back into the States, we'd love to do it again and talk even in more detail. Sure, I'd love that, David. Keep up the great work, too. Yeah, absolutely will, and have a great rest of your retreat and, and a wonderful 2013. Okay, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Bye-bye now. Our toll-free number, 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. More food for thought. Think about what Dr. Joe is saying. Whatever you want to accomplish in 2013, be highly aware of what your thoughts are in that one area of life right now in order to change them. You know, he said so many great things, but one is if we're not aware of the negative thoughts, of the limiting thoughts around money or healing or a relationship, if we're not aware of what's pulling us back, we can't change them. So get aware, get conscious, get real. After these messages, we continue with more. 1-800-548-8255. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. David Essel Alive, celebrating 21 years on talk radio, proud, proud to be part of the Premier Radio Network, 1-800-548-8255. Let's go to Jason in Missouri. You're on with David Essel. Hey, good, good. What's going on, Jason? Uh, just uh, driving down the road, listening to your show, enjoyed uh, what the doctor had to say. Had a little bit of my own success story uh, about positive thought as well. Um, turns out it really does work. I know it's uh, one thing to hear it, but for a layman to put it in uh, terms and actually do it, 
is another, and I, I'd like to say it does work. Um, I've struggled most of my life, uh, well, most of my adult life, with uh, weight issues. I got up to about 296, 297 pounds uh, last year. I was working actually as a DJ on the radio and a kind of a sedentary job. You don't really get too active, as you probably know. Yes. Uh, but uh, but uh, I just got really, really heavy. And, um, you know, people say diet, you got to get on a diet. And if you do the right kind of diet, you'll lose this weight. And, you know, if you go on the Atkins diet, you eat that carbs about the weight. Well, the thing with that is they don't tell you a diet is usually in a temporary thing. People just do it for a small amount of time, lose the weight, and then get off of it to truly lose weight. you got to actually change your mindset to eating that right. Um, so I started eating right and then um, started working out. Now, uh, I did go to the gym. You know, I'm 33 years old, so it was hard as a, a DJ at 33 to get motivated to get up to go to the gym and do that. But uh, a friend of mine just did getting into a mixed martial arts. Are you familiar with that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, did you do that? Yeah, actually, I do that now. Uh, I started training mixed martial arts in January of last year. It was my New Year's resolution. And, and, and how much, started, and Jason, how, how much weight have you lost? I've lost 90 pounds doing MMA. Oh, my God, dude, that, congratulations. So, so it's all positive thought. You just, you got to make it in your mind, dude, just like the doctor says, there's no doubt that you can do it. I said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to challenge myself, and no matter how bad it hurts, I'm going to do it. And I did it. Um, I'm, I'm a 4-0 amateur mixed martial arts fighter now. So, you know, at 33 years old, I actually, they taught me after about seven months of training into fighting. My coaches did, and I got in the ring, and I've actually sat in there and fought. And, you know, I've translated that positive thinking into my own life. And since I've done that, I've about paid off all my debt. Um, I'm wow. making more money than I ever have before. So just that whole mentality change really, really affects your whole persona, and it really, really does work. I love it. Jason, I am so glad that you called tonight because this is a kickoff. You know, like we're, we're looking at the new year around the corner. The, to the million of listeners who are with us right now, for them to hear that you've lost 90 pounds, you're getting rid of debt, you're making more money than ever, all from the beginning of your thought process is killer, dude. This is great. Yeah, and all you have to do is just dedicate your mind. I know a lot of people, I, I was one of those naysayers that say, oh, you have a New Year's Eve resolution. Well, you're going to keep it for a month or two. I was that type of person. But I just right. decided in my mind and changed my mindset. And as soon as I did that, you know, right off the bat, it was slow going. But about four months, it picked up and it just started steamrolling. And, you know, 10 pounds turned into 20, turned into 50, and then turned into 90. And right now, I got a six-pack. And I have never had a six-pack in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, I am so thank you so much for inspiring us and, and giving us this positive call. I love it, man. Thank you, sir. Congratulations on your twenty years. Hopefully you can get yeah. twenty more years and a happy new year to everyone. Yeah, and happy new year. Oh, we'll get more than twenty. Thank you, Jason. Right, thank you, <laughs> hey, listen, gang. At, at at any time you can turn it around. Let's do it now. Collectively. Every listener to this radio show, let's do it now. Let's start thinking in a different way. Let's start being highly aware of the thoughts that are holding us back. Let's surround ourselves with people who also want to change. And it may take you a little bit of searching 
to find one or two or three other people that want to make 2013 the year of their lives. But let's do it together. We're going to be back in a week. Every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Email me at talkdavid.com. Pick up our free book, The Power of Focus, to get your new year off to a big start. That's at talkdavid.com. Email me. Be strong, be powerful, be positive. I'll see you next week. I'm David Essel. Take care.